What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. This is episode 11. First off, just want to thank everybody for coming back. If you've listened to any of the last 10 episodes and you're back, welcome. If this is your first episode, uh, welcome as well. This is going to be a episode where I touch on something at the beginning with some I'm going to touch on some soccer stuff and then I'm going to go to my Instagram and I'm going to kind of recap and elaborate on a couple of the posts that I've made over the past few days slash last episode. So everybody, let's get going. What's up everybody and welcome back to the show. So for the first topic of today's episode, I'm going to talk about some soccer stuff and I think some of the significant uh, significant news that's kind of come out over the past few weeks slash uh, kind of just some s- soccer stuff in general. So on some of the last episodes, you probably heard me talk about why I think soccer is a pretty good market to get into. And on Friday, last Friday, Panini came out with their first ev- – actually, I don't know if it's their first ever, but it was the first uh, first product since they got the English Premier League license – And they came out with their first English Premier League Panini Prism product. So originally in the post, I kind of was discussing some stuff about rookie cards. And I didn't know exactly how they were going to be um, signifying rookie cards. And then it came to find out that actually, so they have the rookie card logo. So these are two posts. Excuse me. These are two posts that you can check out on my Instagram, and I break down some of the stuff from the product itself. This product also had a first off the line edition, which had, I think it was an extra auto and a few numbered cards. So if you want to check that out, I think like Blowout has them, probably Steel City, or you can look on eBay. Uh, They probably have some as well. So something that I think is important here is that Panini is basically establishing what they are going to be calling rookie cards in the English Premier League product. So it is, from what I've seen, basically, it's teams that are playing for their first club uh, that haven't played in a professional setting in the past. So like a player like Christian Pulisic, who is technically a rookie in the Premier League, it's his first year with Chelsea, that wouldn't make him a rookie in the product because uh, he is because um, he played in Germany before coming to Chelsea. So he was a professional for a few years before he came to Chelsea. Also, something about that Christian Pulisic card. Yeah, they they kind of I think they messed up with that card. I think they they got a picture of him with the jersey. I think I may have mentioned this on a few shows back. They got a picture with him with the jersey rather than getting a picture of him playing, which I think is unfortunate because for his first. His first Panini Prism EPL card, I think, would have been more significant in the future if he turns out to be the star that everyone thinks he is. But since they got it's him just holding up his Chelsea jersey, I don't think it's going to be as popular. And I think that's kind of unfortunate. So one thing with the rookie card logo, that means that I think like Tops has the rights. They have the I don't know if it's an exclusive or what they have with the Champions League, but they came out with a Champions League product earlier this year that you, I mean, you can find boxes of this for ridiculously cheap, like 50 bucks for like a box, and it comes with an auto, comes with, I think it's 24 packs, it's a regular hobby box, and you can find it for like 50 bucks, and I think that's a, that's a bargain for some of the players you're getting in that product, so you're getting 
So you're getting Felix Joao and Sancho, who are, they both play, I think Sancho plays in Germany, and I think Felix plays in Madrid. He plays for Atletico Madrid, so it's probably La Liga, which is a Spanish league. Uh, you can get that product, or if you're looking for the 2017-18 product, that's the one you're going to find the Mbappe cards in. So I think basically kind of getting back to the point of the rookie card logo, I think what that means is that in the near future, we could be seeing a new rookie card logo for Tops because the rookie card logo for baseball that they use is... It is, um, excuse me, it's baseball related. Like the colors are the baseball logo colors. Also kind of something that's not exactly related to this, but something that I think is cool is that, so Topps got the exclusive right for the NHL stickers. And I think that's another reason why we're going to see a new, some sort of new rookie card logo, because I think they're going to put the RCs on the uh, stickers. So I don't know... I guess I maybe I'll, I was just I just thought of that off the top of my head, uh, so I don't know if that if the stickers are going to have the RC logo, but if they do for the NHL, that could mean that there's a new rookie card logo already done and it's in the works and it's already in production actually. So that's something to look into. I know I've seen the 2020 products for Yonder uh, Alvarez, the rookie from Houston, and I know his card has a the same RC logo from this year and granted that also doesn't necessarily mean that the rendering images the promo images are actually going to be the images that they use for the cards but it could like it it could be they could change it hypothetically but I don't think they will I think for baseball next year probably you're going to see the same logo and if they roll out a new logo for baseball, it's not going to be until the next year. It's not going to be until 2021, which if you are looking at the 2020 design, something cool that Topps also did was they released new images and you can vote on who you want the number one card to be. So I think this year it was Ronald. It was Ronald Acuna this year. And if I had to take a guess, I'd say it's probably going to be Ronald Acuna next year as well. Uh, just because, I mean, he's almost got a 40-40 season, MVP candidate, all that. Um, so, yeah, that's for the 2020 designs. The tops came out with that. But, sorry, let me jump back to, actually, the some of the soccer stuff. Sorry. So, the RC logo for soccer, I think they're going to... Since Panini basically came out with this product and said, we are going to signify rookies... I think Tops is probably going to have to follow suit and do the same thing. I'm, su you know, I'm surprised. Actually, you know what? I don't even know. They may have even no, because I think Joao would have been a rookie. So, and I, and I don't think his cards have the RC logo. Let me just look it up really quickly. I don't think they probably don't. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, I don't see it on there. So, they don't have the rookie logo on them. But I think in the future, that means that Topps is going to be creating a new rookie card logo because they have three different areas and three different sports that are going to have rookies now. And if soccer becomes popular, like I cards-wise, it's the most popular sport in the world. So, like, if sports cards kind of catch on 
in outside of the United States. I think soccer is basically the first sport that people are going to be jumping into because, like, why wouldn't they? Because everyone – soccer is the number one sport in the world. I think basketball is going to be very close behind that. And I almost would think basketball will be first and then soccer just because – Basketball has a higher print run, so I think it's going to be easier potentially for collectors outside of the United States to get product. And I think a lot of stuff is being sent for soccer. It's basically, at least to my knowledge, I think it's a shorter print run, basically, on some of the base and refractor stuff. I mean, the numbered are all... They're all the same. Like, you're not going to find a, a whole bunch of numbers yet, at least. I think that could be an issue we have moving forward where you start to see 10 different refractors, 10 different numbered serial numbered cards like you do in contenders. Um, I'm hoping you don't see that. You probably will just because if they I, – I think, I think you will because – these companies need to find a way to make cards more rare so that way there's more cards for people to chase and to buy so that way people want to buy the product and they don't feel like they're not getting any value from it itself. So something that you could do is buy Tops 2017, 2018, and 2018-19 Tops Soccer and potentially hold it for like a couple years and you may be looking at like it's only 50 bucks and I with soccer that's the one thing that I think is I'm really big on right now is that you can find these soccer cards for so cheap that in 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 a scenario where soccer cards don't become popular it's not going to be a huge deal you're not like I think in my post about the rookie cards, I kind of I explained the way that baseball and soccer are similar. And I guess now I'm even thinking off the top of my head, maybe that's why Topps is kind of getting into more soccer is because like with Bowman and with baseball prospects, what you'll find is that a lot of baseball prospects sign, at least international prospects, American prospects a little bit less, but like international prospects, you see them signing – 16 17 years old some of them 15 years old and then they kind of work their way up and and then they get to the majors but they don't get to the majors until maybe 19 20 21 like Wander Franco right now I think is 18 and he's the number one prospect which is pretty incredible if you really think about it like I don't remember the last 18 year old prospect that was number one so that's pretty cool you got right now you got Wander Franco, who is number one prospect, 18. It's So how it's relating to soccer is you have soccer players who at a young age are getting signed to junior club teams. So like there's a Chelsea rookie. Let me look it up. His name is uh, Callum uh, Hudson Odie. And if you look at his like Wikipedia soccer, I don't know if they have soccer reference, but I was looking at Wikipedia. And he played for the Chelsea youth team. Uh, for, he played for the Chelsea youth team, and now he's on the regular club team. So, like, you're seeing that a lot with younger players. They are signing with a team, a club at a young age, and playing with the youth team, and then coming up. So, I guess back to, I don't know the exact point of this whole thing. It's kind of just I'm, I'm telling you guys about and telling everybody about... Um, 
some soccer stuff basically that I'm finding and trying to share more knowledge and you're getting a 10 minute segment, 11 minute segment on the podcast about soccer and but it's 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 more of just about rookie cards and I think it's kind of tying back to baseball a little bit with the rookie card logo. Yeah, I think you potentially may see a new one like I think the last one they rolled out early 2010-ish. So, you know, it's all it's almost getting to the point where I think they're due for a new one. And I think in the next few years, you could potentially see a new Topps rookie card logo because of the way Panini is treating the rookie card logo on soccer cards. If you saw last week, potentially you saw that Bowman Chrome got released. And something that I think I've referenced to let me get that Podograph podcast in the past, but I was listening to them today, actually. I think they released a new episode. And he was mentioning that um, the the Bowman hype for this new product has been super low. And I think it has been a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how you'd quantify hype, but I think I at regular Bowman at the beginning of the year, in my opinion, which... I need, I'm trying to stop saying, in my opinion, because if I'm saying it, it's obviously an opinion of mine. But it's these the Bowman Chrome, essentially, it it came out, and like nobody really talked about it. Like even I don't even think I really talked about it that much. Like I, I think I made a post about the rookie cards that came out that were like the the they came out with the images for Pete Alonso and Vlad Jr. And that was – I'm just looking at my own feed, and I don't really see that much about Bowman Chrome, which I guess that's kind of on me. Like if if I am someone who is a representative of the hobby, I haven't really posted about it that much. So that's something that maybe if I'm – maybe that's something that is created by someone like me, the hype itself – because let's see, maybe I'll just scroll back on my Instagram and go back to April when the original Bowman came out and see how many posts I had about it. Let's scroll back. April, that was a while ago. So let's see. Let's take a little look here. Looking at a Pete Alonzo post from April. Yep, so here it is. So I had a, a post about Pete Alonzo, how to spot the how to spot the paper versus chrome i had the bowman baseball post which had like a wander franco i had there's a vlad jr post there's a yep so yeah so this is i had like yeah so actually there's a decent amount of posts here about i i I sort of back then i was kind of creating content a little bit differently like i was creating a lot of blog content and then sort of distributing it through instagram but now i'm kind of making more instagram content and just just for instagram and less for the blog itself and then kind of just and then posting about the blogs on instagram to tell people to go check it out um but the bowman chrome hype i guess that's kind of the point here and there hasn't been much of it i guess and i think like i said i think maybe that's fatigue Maybe it's the end of the summer. Maybe people are just over – they're over baseball and they're back – they're into football. And maybe that could be the reason. Um, let's see. I mean I think they also – they also had a couple other releases that same week. 
but that's regardless. So, so one card that I did really like that I think I'm going to buy is the uh, Tim Tebow card. And I'm, I'm a Florida Gators fan. Like I have been since I was like a little kid, one of my relatives is a teacher at, at Florida. So like, and she, so she lives in Florida. And when I would go down there, we'd go to like the baseball field and we go to the football field and it was always like really cool. So that's one reason why I'm a Florida Gators fan. So Tim Tebow, when he played there, it's hard to not have been a Tim Tebow fan. I think, I, I guess it's either you love him or you hate him. I know he had that one take recently about like, uh, in California, I think colleges are letting kids get a piece of the jersey sales or something like that. And he had a whole rant about it. And then someone exposed him because during the speech that he gave, that was just like, I promise we're not going to lose a game for the rest of the year. He was wearing a logo of a company that he went on. So he owned the company or something. So I'm sort of headline reading here. And I don't exactly like doing this, but... I'm going off of like a few tweets that I saw. So there's a he was wearing a shirt of a company that apparently he owned. And I don't really know if that's exactly ex- exposing him, I guess, for being like um a hypocrite, but whatever. I was a fan of Tebow, and when he went into the NFL, I kind of I was rooting for him. I'm a Patriots fan, so anytime we played Tebow, I love that we just crushed him every single time. So that was a lot of fun. Got him beat whooped him in the playoffs. Whooped him when he was on the Jets. It was awesome. Now, he plays for the Mets. Jets, Mets. He is, he's been a prospect for three years. So I don't know why it took him this long to make... Like, he's in AAA. I don't know why it took him this long to get him his first Bowman. So, like, his card that he has in Bowman Chrome that just came out is his first Bowman. And it has the first Bowman logo. And I made the post that I made about that specifically was that if he gets to the majors, he'll be the first player to have a uh tops chrome rookie card a bowman chrome rookie card i'm using parentheses here because it's not technically a rookie card but some people would consider it to be a rookie card and then a tops rookie card so i am definitely rooting for that i mean his story is pretty interesting he he if he makes it to the majors i think that would be really cool and I know some people say, oh, well, he's taking a spot away from someone else. Well, I don't know. I mean, now he's in AAA. So, like, is he? Like, clearly he's good enough to play in AAA. And, like, it's. I was almost surprised he didn't get called up this year. So I think next year he will be playing in – he'll probably be on the spring training roster. And that means maybe he'll make the majors. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Maybe he'll be on the majors. And then if that means he's on the majors, that means he's going to have a tops rookie card. Like players like Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, they both have rookie cards, baseball and football. But in the modern era, we haven't seen a player have multiple rookie cards in multiple different sports, especially since kind of the chromium era has now been now that's that's what cards are now, essentially chrome. Back then, in '89, when you had when you had Deion Sanders and Topps traded for baseball and football, I think too. But he also had a score rookie card for Deion Sanders. But then, and then you had Bo Jackson in '85 was in the Topps traded, and I think he had a Raiders rookie card. The Chrome technology hadn't really been developed at that point, and now it's just all the the Chrome rookie cards are now more popular, essentially. 
yeah, popular. I'd say I'd say they're more popular now because there's more there's more in circulation kind of stuff along those lines. And yeah, so Bowman Chrome, also another kind of smaller piece of Bowman news, not Bowman Chrome related, but there is a new Tops Now card that is based off of the Arizona Fall League. So no, the card number one is going to be Joey Bart, and I think they just came out with the second card. And the thing that I think is pretty cool is that the cards look pretty similar to the Gary V cards that were Bowman cards. Um, now, one thing that I think I just thought of off the top of my head as I'm talking about the Gary V cards is are technically are they going to be giving some of these players who haven't had Bowman's yet their first Bowman in the product because they've been technically technically the first Bowman happened in the Gary V set. Hmm. That'll be something I'll be looking into. But regardless, they came out with a new Tops Now design that is based off of it's a Bowman design. So next year, I don't know if we're going to see more Bowman Tops Now cards, but for this year at least with the with the Bowman Tops now, you got the Arizona Fall League. I saw, yeah, I guess they probably will be. They'll probably be doing Bowman related Tops now cards next year. That's kind of interesting. We're almost at number nine hundred just for two thousand nineteen of Tops. Tops now, and. I mean, I've talked in the past about what I think about the print-on-demand cards. I like them. I think if you're investing, I think it's a decent. If you're picking the right one, it's kind of a it's kind of a gamble depending on where you're going. Like I bought a uh, Acuna Tops Living Rookie PSA ten. It was cheap. It was like fifteen bucks. So I was like, why not? I'll just I'll add it to the collection. Worst case scenario. I don't see it not being at least worth 15 bucks in the future, especially if Acuna goes on to become the next Trout. Like The thing with those print-on-demand cards is you know the exact print run, unlike other cards, like you have refractors or just regular base cards. Like Nobody really knows what the total print run of the Topps update Acuna total was. So that means you really could just have any... You could just have any number for the total print run. But with with the, with the print-on-demand cards, they stop printing them, and they don't print anymore after the time period is up where... Um, after the time period is up where you can buy them online. So I think... The, I don't know how they'll do... Like, with Joey Bart, he's already had a first Bowman, so it'll be interesting to see if they put the first Bowman logo on some of these Tops Now cards. I feel like they won't. But, I mean, hey, you never know. They could. Now, it wouldn't be a sports card podcast if we didn't have at least a short segment about Zion in here. So, the Don Russ, um, Panini, Don Russ. Don Russ is one of the brands that Panini owns. They released some of the promo images for the Don Russ cards. And also, that means hoops will be coming out soon. Uh, I think Panini also released some of the images for, I think it's Immaculate Collegiate. Um, and then also Panini uh, Panini Draft Prism is also coming out. Now, I think what, what will happen will probably be the Donruss you'll find will be the cheapest of the rookie base rookie cards you can buy. 
for Zion. Now, the Donruss design will then probably be used for Optic, I think. I'm not 100% sure if they use the same design. I think they do. I think the Luka card is the same, but, like, if you look at a Luka base Prism rookie PSA 10, it's 80-ish dollars. Like, that's where you're going to find them, 70-ish, depending on how patient you are, maybe even 65. I don't know if you're lucky. But then the Donruss rookie PSA 10 for Luka is like 25 bucks. So like that's kind of a decent comparison I think where you'll find Zion like I don't know like I know I was seeing something with hoops like M- Panini hoops was some of the pre-sales were like double whatever the retail price was which I think is I mean hoops has a lot of cool inserts and I think that's one reason like somebody I was talking to someone on Instagram they commented on one of my posts and they actually said that they like hoops better than Donruss because so it was second deck he posted on my the post I had about the Zion Donruss or not just Zion Donruss but the Donruss itself so he he commented and he said I like the inserts the designs uh the autos are better he doesn't like the repeat design for Donruss and Optic and the draft cards they look a little cheaper and he said just basically overall he likes the hoops better because it has a better kind of variety of stuff where don russ is more just pretty basic and uh like a basic retail product you can find at any target or walmart and he was also saying that he's gonna be picky this year when he's buying nba stuff which is i think unfortunately I think people are going to have to be – I don't know how pricing will be on breaks. Like that's going to be really telling where you'll see pricing of breaks. I don't know if you'll be able to compare them to last year essentially. Like with Prism, I mean Prism is just going to be crazy. Like I know Walmart was selling – they were selling pre-selling boxes of Prism – and they sold out in like a minute or something, something like that. I, someone sent me the link and I went and it was sold out when I checked. So that means it must have sold out quickly, which retail stuff isn't as good overall. Like from what I've heard, I'm going to go back to the let me got that potograph because it's on my mind. He was saying that they he had seen someone open a eight case blaster like it was a blaster case. And all the stuff in there was just terrible. Like, no top picks or anything. Like, I don't know. I think it's, like I said, for packs, how I view it is it's fun to open packs, but that's it. Like, you can't you can't go in with expectations that you're going to be pulling anything. Like, sure, someone is going to pull the gold vinyl Zion. Maybe auto, maybe not. But I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll be interested to see when they release the checklist for prism uh they released what did they release they released the date for football prism that's going to be october 23rd let me just pull up my instagram post and make sure i'm giving you guys the right date sorry sorry uh the 23rd wednesday the 23rd football prism comes out and that's gonna be big i think you know kind of to transition a little bit here to the NFL you have some very interesting scenarios with quarterbacks and I think 
this year, if the NFL is good this year, then there will be some quarterback, not controversies, but scenarios where some unexpected heroes are coming out, like Gardner Minshew. And I call him an unexpected hero because he has the Gonzaga effect. So what that means is when the NCAA tournament comes around, you know, Gonzaga is always a one seed or they're always a two seed. And everyone's like, I don't know. Why are they so ranked so high? It's because no one's watched them play because all of their games start at 1030 at night and no one on the East Coast is watching Gonzaga games. And if you are, it's probably because you're gambling on them, which is the reason why some people saw Gardner Minshew and said, oh, he's going to be good because he was a top five Heisman candidate. He played on the West Coast. So anybody watching Washington State games most likely was gambling on them. And he was good last year. So that's another thing that I think maybe some people are going to like him a lot more because of, I think, hold on, let me let me see if there I can look. I'm not going to look it up. The, I know the one time that I bet on Washington and Gardner Michigan, they won. So, and they won by like a ton. So, like for me, that's I I saw Gardner Minshew and I was like, oh, he's good. Like he, like even though I'd only really seen him in one or two games, like I was like, Gardner Minshew is good. And if you heard, I was watching something and they were talking about because another so another quarterback scenario that's kind of happening this year situation is uh, uh, Daniel Jones and someone. I, I, the Gettleman, I think, is the GM there, and he was saying the only time that they had watched Daniel Jones was in the Senior Bowl, which is just like, I mean, that's hilarious, first of all. If you're going off of the one Senior Bowl game, that's just incredible. Uh, for not for not for the Giants, but for everybody else who's like, why are they drafting him so high? He, he And he played for Duke, and they played well last year. I think they they covered the 42-point spread against Clemson last year by half a point, which was, like I said again, I that was a good game to bet on. That was 42 points. They, I think they won. They lost by 41. Uh, no, I think it was 42 and a half, and they lost by 42. I think that's what it was. Because that's what happened this last week with Clemson and Charlotte. The spread was 42, and... Charlotte literally lost. It was literally fifty-two to ten, and the over/under was sixty-one, and fifty-two to ten is sixty-two. So, like, I, if, I think the 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 op- no, I don't know if it was the finishing line or the opening line or whatever. I got it at forty-two, so I pushed. But if you had it at forty-one and a half or forty-two and a half, wow. Just unfortunate. That's just that's just devastating for you because the all game, you know, I just kept checking the score and it was like, okay, okay, it's it's fourteen to nothing. Oh, you know, actually no. Let's go, sorry. Let's go back. NFL. I'm the gambling segment is over for today. Maybe I'll get into some gambling and why I think because I do think gambling does have to do with sports cards, but that's a whole that's a whole podcast where I hypothesize reasons. So I'm gonna I'll get back to that later on. Quarterback scenarios: Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, both starting for their respective teams now. 
Saints beat the Seahawks, Teddy Bridgewater's first game. Outside the Dome, interesting, very interesting. Outside the Dome, Teddy Bridgewater brings the Saints to victory. That's pretty cool. And then Mason Rudolph, who is... It's, from everything that I've seen, and I've seen this guy... I think a lot of people have this guy's cards. Like I, he, I think he was pretty much the most guaranteed starter of anybody who had a quarterback who was probably going to retire. Like, Big Ben is... I think he's going to retire based off of that I think he just stinks now. And I think the Steelers stink. Um, and they have a terrible coach. And they they got rid of Antonio Brown, which I'm not even going to get into that. I think that's just unfortunate. And then they got rid of Le'Veon Bell. And they have Juju Smith-Schuster. So I don't know what they're going to do. If I'm Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, Mason Rudolph, I guess you kind of... I guess, I don't know. If Mason Rudolph is good, the Steelers could be good in the future. But I don't know. We'll see. First couple games, first three games of the season, same with all the other games. People like to overreact. For a lot of these quarterbacks, it's their first season. It's basically week one for them, so everyone's overreacting again. Maybe some people who are overreacting about another quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Now, I did see a funny post today that was like, it was like a breaking news post that was designed the way the NFL was, and it was like, breaking news, Baker Mayfield is tested positive for being overrated. And I was like, ah, you got me, because I thought he actually got tested positive for something else, and then it was like overrated. I was like, damn, I got uh, I got tricked there. So, you know, the Browns, they're just too good to be this bad, if that makes sense. Like, they're too, they have too many good players on their team on offense and defense for them to be blown out in week one. They beat the Jets, but then, you know, I, I guess it came down to the last play. It came down to, like, the last few seconds of the Rams game. So we'll see. The next upcoming weeks, I think they've got some interesting interesting matchups. I mean, they still have to play basically all their divisional games. And they'll face the Steelers, who stink, so that's probably two wins. Ravens are decent. I think they put up a fight, same kind of thing with them. If I don't understand, the thing I don't understand about the NFL is why kickers, like they went for, so the Ravens, I, I never understand not just kicking the extra point. I understand kickers have been missing a lot, but like the Ravens in the last game, they missed two two-point conversions, and if they had just kicked the extra points, they could have just. They I don't I think they would have been down by three, or they would have been tied or something. I forget exactly what the scenario was, but if they just kicked the two extra points rather than missing two two-point conversions. They're in the same spot, and they don't have to go for two two-point conversions and miss. So like, even if your kicker goes one for two, that's still one more point than missing two two-point conversions. And I think based off of kickers, I think in the next few years we're going to see the, the the extra point move back to the two-yard line because they moved it from the two to the five or two to the seven. The exact number, it's either two to the five or two to the seven, but they moved it back. And now kickers are kicking like 15-yard extra points, and they're just missing it. Like the whole argument was that it was too it was too easy, but like, yeah. 
Like, it's an extra point. Like, it should just... If, if you're going to do that, just make everybody go for two and don't let anybody kick extra points. And then just take kickers out of the game completely if we're going to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. That's my rant about the NFL. Um, that's going to be it for today's show. Uh, kind of covered a bunch of different topics. I hope you enjoyed. Um, subscribe if you are new. If you want to leave a review, that'd be super cool. Trying to get up the podcast rankings. If you want to share this episode. So listen to this. I don't know if you know who... I think his name is Andy Fricella. He's a guy on Instagram who owns a bunch of fitness companies. He has a podcast. And on his podcast, he says, if you, you who are listening to this podcast, and you've got this far at this point, so you're invested at this point. Like you're not, there's no turning around. If you were to share this podcast with one of your friends who's into sports cards or who isn't into sports cards and wants to learn about sports cards, if every single person that does that shares the podcast then we just we doubled our audience and you know if we double the audience that means i can put out more episodes i want to put out more episodes and i the amount of growth we've gotten in just the first pat the first 10 episodes now we're on episode 11 has exceeded my expectations for sure like i i don't know if i've mentioned this on this show but i had an old podcast that had like 50 episodes it wasn't very good first of all it was when Anchor had first come out, and you could only record five minutes of audio for a show. So it was a five-minute podcast that I recorded from my work. For every day, I recorded it from my work to my to the train, and it was five minutes, and it was just about random stuff. It was mostly about like NBA stuff, some Boston sports stuff, but like there was also a podcast about like Logic the Rapper. Uh, I might have made one about DJ Khaled, another one, but whatever. That was a that podcast was not good. This one, I think it's I think this one's been going fairly well. I would say, after about a year of kind of researching, I'm glad that it, at this point we're at this point now, and I'm sharing kind of some of the knowledge that I have. And if you wanted to share my knowledge with a friend, we could double the audience on the next episode. So hey, I don't know, that'd be cool. Like I said, this is going to be the end of the episode now. I'm done rambling. It's over. Uh, Everybody, I will talk to you on the next episode. Goodbye.